Hi guys, today we'll be interviewing Derek from Fundamentals of Side Hustling, an experienced reseller on eBay. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. We are live. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. This is another episode of Resell a Niche Podcast. And I am here with Derek from Fundamentals of Side Hustling. Uh, hey, Derek, um, for anyone that may not know who you are or where to find you, could you give them a quick um, little uh, summary? Uh, I am uh, Fundamentals of Side Hustle on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Fundamentals of Side Hustle. Like I said, an Instagram called Fundamentals of Side Hustle. I don't really have too many follow me on Facebook. That's that's more of my family platform. But I have a live show on Wednesday with Miss Regina Michelle uh, that we do. And it's kind of just like this, man. We just hang out and have a good time, get to know a couple people at a time generally. And that's what we do. Uh, we're 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 hustlers. I'm not just gonna say resellers. We're hustlers. We're out here just just trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cent. There you go. There you go. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. To be honest, I don't do many interviews, but when I do, it's because I want to find out more about that person, what they do. So actually, why don't we start with this? Let's start with because I know you have. I heard a little bit about your past before reselling. So. Um, do you want to give everyone a little backstory on, because I know you did business before reselling. Yeah. I know that maybe isn't quite connected, but I always, it kind of uh, gets me to where your mindset is. So if you could give everyone a backstory on how you got to your first business before reselling. Well, you know, I think we all went through the, through the uh, gauntlet of jobs, right? Uh, and then you end up falling into a category and the mine was retail. You know, I fell into retail. I worked retail for 20 plus years. Well, longer than that. I'm showing my age. It was like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like 25 years. I worked in, uh, worked in retail and, uh, just got to a point as me and you were talking about, got to a point to where I just felt like I was smarter than everybody. And I just didn't want to be in the same room <laughs> as people as it felt like the stuff that they were saying wasn't making any sense, but, but you have no power. You have no power over, over that because it's not your business. All you can do is follow the, the quote unquote command. And you know, eventually people with that hustler mindset, people with that, I, I want to succeed on my own terms mindset, you get tired of it. And that's essentially what happened. Uh, I decided to kind of go on my own and, and uh, start my own business. And then also I've been doing re reselling for a long time. And when I felt like I can make enough money from it to uh, that, I was making in retail. Then I said, said forget it. I'm just going to do it and uh, have a look back since. I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I went through a similar path, actually. I just told you before I was in IT before. And yeah. It was kind of like a slog for me, the way I felt. I felt like I was going there, and every day was like maybe worse than the day before. 
it just wasn't wasn't interesting at all there was nothing new to it at all and mm-hmm. and they always talk about freedom more than freedom i'd say is control yeah but, it's not even freedom yeah yeah and you're right it's not it's not freedom because you can truly work at a job and be free um if you don't have one of those quote unquote manager i, I hate titles number one i, yeah. I titles just drive me nuts because everyone pray, plays a vital part regardless on where you work at you couldn't do that job if you didn't have that other person beside you. So titles really are, are so cliche to me, but you know, uh, if, if you, if you work somewhere, uh, it, it should be more teamwork than anything. And, and a lot of these companies don't have that. It's the me first mentality. What have you done for late? What have you done for me lately type of mentality? And I just, you know, I, I'm not saying it's bad, right? you get paid a lot of money in a lot of these places. So you really do. And if you don't want, if you, if you don't want to be your own boss, that's okay. And I'm saying it's not okay. Uh, but for the people who know, <laughs> they yeah. just know it's something that's in you. You you just don't learn how to be uh, that, that hustler. You just don't learn how to, how to be that entrepreneur. No, it's something you want to do. And it's already been in you. You just haven't had that opportunity to step away and do it. But when you do, you, you should, because there's nothing more yeah. gratifying than saying, I'm my own boss. Let's see, who got up in the chat? You got Galaxy. Yes, Galaxy CDs, man, 30, 30 plus years in retail. Yeah, it, it's, you put in that hard time. That's not easy work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So I, I was actually, what I was going to say, actually, I was just going to tell a little story there. Um, I remember sitting in a cubicle one day. And then I had these, I used to sit in front of the cubicle behind the, behind me were two VPs. So I actually heard the conversation about how my entire group was going to get let go mm-hmm. the day before. I didn't care. I'm talking about the door was open and they were listing up names. And I, I want to say five feet away. So you could hear all that. So, um, I mean, not that I'm like, I wasn't even mad. I was half joking actually, but that, that's what I meant by control. Um, not to sidetrack there, but that was that was kind of that was probably one of the last times I worked uh, a nine to five. Yeah, it sucks. I say you people get comfortable. <coughs> excuse me, people get comfortable, and uh, you know they go into the job every single day. Every single day they go, they give their hundred and fifty percent of effort. I ha- I've had some great employees. I- I've had some great employers, but when it all boils down to it. If your boss gets a phone call saying, hey, we got to do layoffs, guess what? They're going to lay you off. You're just a number. Yeah. There's nothing, else you can, there's nothing you can do about it. You just put 20 years of your life in this company and all it. the time. And, and then the next day you don't have a job. And they're, and they're like, hey, good luck. Thanks for your service. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's just one of those. I mean. Another thing with that, to be honest, in my family, at least, um, it's kind of split. Like it's half people that are working like regular nine to fives and half people that are not like running businesses. Do you have that in your family or friends? Like any influence, maybe as a little kid that you saw like, oh, so-and-so does this and they're running that. uh, Maybe that influenced you kind of the way you think about running a business? Not really, man. You know, I I grew up, you know, that same story. Everyone has a story. Grew up grew up not having so much money, but what I can say, I didn't grow up without love. You know, my mom, my mom's always there for us. 
my mom, my mom was a hustler just in the fact that she worked. She's worked. That's all I've known from my mom is just work, 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 yeah. work. Uh, she has never been one to not work. And and I respect her grind. So you just learn from that. You learn that if you want something, you got to you got to work hard for it. Uh, yeah. I think the mindset, the hustler mentality is because I'm stubborn. You know, I, I've always been one to mouth off. I've always been one to just speak my mind. And it's got me in trouble a lot of times. Uh, I've worked in many jobs and got let go because I, I just don't bite my tongue. So <laughs> that's where it, I guess it kind of came from. Because I was like, well, I'm if I can't, li- I'm not going to listen to it because they're stupid. The, the the rhetoric that we come out of these people's mouths sometimes just blows my mind. I'm like, do you really believe what you just said right now? Uh, so it, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to find a better way. And I knew I had the knowledge for it. I just had to gain experience, and I gained that experience working retail. Just learning the the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, I took it and ran with it. Okay, okay. No, I mean, yeah, that's uh, I'm I've worked retail too, so yeah, I know I've heard a lot of we'll just say interesting things from <laughs> people's mouths, and some of not relevant at all to what yeah. you're doing on a day-to-day basis, but just happens to be like you said, titles. Maybe they have one title that's above yours or whatever, and you know. It is what it is, and they just get to say whatever they want. So, so you're in you're close. Actually, not too far from me. I'm in Sacramento too. So you're in the Sacramento area. Have you always lived in the Sacramento area, or is it uh, have you lived in other parts of the country? No, nah, I've lived all over the place. Uh, my old job, I moved quite a few different places, and I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, we moved to uh, me and my mom and my brothers and sisters. We moved to California in like 88, 89, I think. And then we moved back to Tennessee. Then we moved to Oklahoma. Uh, then we moved back to Tennessee, back to California. Yeah, we just jumped, we jumped all around the place. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, actually, I moved from London to the, the Bay Area in 89. So that's, From that's, London? Yeah. Man, that was like night and day. Yeah, that was... That was a real change. Uh, I mean, I, I I've been to the uh, to U.S. before twice, but only for like summer vacations. But yeah, but uh, it, it was a big, big difference, though. I mean, I I can't complain about the weather, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, in terms of yeah, moving around, I'd say my early junior high, high school, that was tough. But you know, you you live and you learn. But I mean, getting back to reselling, how did you get? Um, to because I know you you're primarily an eBay seller right now. Right. Uh, have you ever, um, I guess, dabbled with any of the other platforms, or you prefer eBay um, specifically? Uh, not really. I, I've been on eBay for a while now, and you just you just get real comfortable with it. You learn the intricates behind it, and not saying I'm not. I, next year, I plan on dabbling in, in Amazon a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm just not. Amazon gives you a bigger platform, but I'm just not a fan of, of a lot of the rules and, and procedural things on Amazon. I feel I feel like right now, like working, doing eBay, it feels like a job, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, when you do Amazon, if you want to be really successful on Amazon, that's a that that's a job. Like yeah, like you have to be outsourcing seven to eight hours out the day. You have to be packing and scanning and like another three or four hours a day. And, and I think, I, I don't know if I want that. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with what I'm doing right now. And, you know, it gives me an opportunity to work on my, my staffing business. And I think Amazon, if I went full bore into it, I think it would simply just take away, take the fun away from it, honestly. I mean, it's a totally different animal, especially the way they do it now. I mean, back in the day, you could literally thrift into Amazon, but now um, you, you can't, unless, if you want to keep your account, you can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, not at all. I was 100% Amazon, I want to say four years ago. And then now I'm like maybe 5%. It's just... Um, Wait, you, sell, you sell mainly on eBay? So mainly on eBay. I'm probably, yeah, maybe 90% eBay, 5% between, I guess, Macari, Poshmark, Amazon, uh, Facebook Marketplace, like basically everything else, yeah. local. I do Facebook Marketplace. I do do Facebook Marketplace, let go, like a lot of larger things. I just picked up some... Uh, some power washers. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, out of all the random things, uh, I picked up four power washers, lightly used. So I posted those on Facebook Marketplace. Um, those sell pretty good on there. And that's you basically use that for local then. Uh, yeah. Not, uh, oh. yeah no, no shipping on that stuff. And what's up, Dave? David? Yeah, Dave, I have the local. One question that I missed from Lone Star Picker. What's the one business tool equipment he would use? I guess he's referring to uh, Derek would like to have that would help his business if he could, that would like to, oh, that you'd like to get basically to, that would assist you in your daily e-com business. So I get one piece of equipment that you would like to get that would help you like on a daily basis. Another me, I guess. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no piece of equipment that I don't have uh, that I need. Um, yeah, I just, I honestly, I want next year. I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna possibly hire someone, just one person, and uh, have them work side by side with me, and and so we can, so I can scale it up a little bit more than than what I'm doing right now. Okay, okay. I mean, I totally agree with that because I used to before I did um, mainly reselling, like you do now, ran a shipping store. And I always did, and I'd see these people that would have like 20 employees. And I always wonder like, you know, how does that work? Do you really need that many employees? I had one, one main employee. She was awesome. She was, oh, I'd say two things. One, always showed up on time. Mm -hmm. Two, she never told a lie. On the first day, she still doesn't know this. I gave her a test. I just sent her to the post office with a, like a small envelope and it cost like $4.20 or something like that. So she came back the next day and I gave it to her in cash on purpose. Yep. She came back the next day, receipt, 80 cents in hand. And then she even pointed out something on the receipt about how, you know, they were going to, they asked me to buy the, like stamps or something and I didn't do it or something like that. So that's, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I feel kind of bad, but I didn't know her. And that was like within 24 hours of meeting her. So, because I've also had, that was probably my third employee ever. Um, the first one I had, was kind of like a nightmare. I know I'm going off on tangent. Um, no, no, do it, man. She was literally like super, like when you first meet this person, it's like, wow, I want to hire that person. She had an immaculate res resume, you know, for a shipping store. Yeah. And then she had experience. I've been doing this for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. On the third day, she brought her kid to work. 
I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And she's all, um, I thought, okay, so, uh, you know, somebody picking them up, this or that. She's all, no, no she's going to be here. I'm like, you have a four hour shift. I don't know if that's legal. We have like <laughs> all kinds of equipment here. And time, I mean, and then the day, like two days later, she called for an advance on her paycheck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is all within one week. So that's kind of, I mean, so night, so resumes don't always mean anything. I mean, no, resumes mean, uh, to be honest, resume, resumes mean absolutely nothing unless you're hiring for like a top tier job. We call those people professional interviewers because that's what they do. They go out and they they do, you know, 15 interviews a week. So now, uh oh, shoot, just made a sale. I like that. There you go. (laughs) But, you know, those people that go out and they do all these interviews interviews and and they become adapt to all the questions that people like to ask and and they know how to answer them. Like they answer that question so good you make it feel like they they wrote the question and oh yeah and, and was think, yeah she, she was one do, like she now that i think about it halfway through half the questions she would know what i was going to ask <laughs> yeah professional interviewer we all run across them the galaxy yeah man it, it's it's super hard to find good people it's all really right, sorry about that no you're good man. one of those days so that's all good no no we, we roll with it Hey, we okay. I, I interviewed Dante one time. I think it was Dante one of the first Dante's first lives. Uh and my man had about he had about three minutes of good cell service in our <laughs> hour and a half long interview. It was all bad. But we made it through it. <laughs> all right, my bad. I think I just uh got knocked off there for a second. Sorry, I missed the last part of what you just said there. Oh uh, no, it was it was nothing important. I promise you that. Uh <laughs> So yeah, no, she, I, I think what I was saying was that she knew, she knew how to, she basically played me pretty well. And I, I wouldn't have known if she hadn't shown up to work with a, her kid and then asked for, you know, if she, yeah. Uh, so it's just one of those things. So uh, I'm sure you're going to interview better than I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing was that last employee that I had, I had her for 10 years and that was it. That was the last person I've ever interviewed. I've had employee, you know, I've had, I, I was a district manager for Ross and DDs okay. and I used to move around and open new districts for them. So, you know, I've, I've had a hundred, hundred plus employees before. Okay. And you just, you learn, you learn the ropes, you learn how to read people. And I think that's, that's a big thing I took from retail was learning how to read people, learning how to pick up on certain, certain things about people. Uh, it, it's kind of key uh in life uh that creep meter like all, all yeah. those little things that you pick up when you work these uh these retail jobs it all ties together you know all these jobs tie together it it just boils down to people that's really it it's people yeah yeah so so and and that position it was super easy it was very i mean we're just like a retail spot we didn't open late we we're only open five days a week no late hours so to call in on like your third day or something like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just not going to work. So hey, hustler. Uh, thank you, me, man. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate y'all. I need to call out a couple of people because I know my internet, I really apologize about the, I've no, been man. No uh, need. times in. So we got, obviously we got, let me see here. We got Lone Star Picker, Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips, uh, Cali Reseller Luis. I got to talk to him yesterday. That was really cool. 
Yeah, he's 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 one of those genuine guys, man. I don't mess with too many people, but you know him and Louis, uh, those are two people that that are, I can actually call friends. I really respect them. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I know them all. We talked yesterday, couple, last couple of days for the first time. So you got Dave, Dave's Digs, Thrift Shop Hustler. How's it going, man? Long time. Uh, girl hustle she's gonna be on your show next time, yes right girl hustle yeah she's she's amazing she doesn't put out too many videos but the one she does she's just full of information so uh, we just want to get her on the show and pick her brain nice nice who else we got we got flipping hustler and high feet gold oh tofer what's oh that's he was on your show yesterday was it a couple days oh, was that yesterday or was it no that was the week the week before yeah he was on the show before. okay so yeah, i've been watching californian Fellow Californian, in what California? Yeah, he lives in uh, uh, Frisco. Oh, okay, okay. I was on the East Bay. I was in uh, Fremont for like until oh, Fremont, yeah. yeah, 2018. So not too far. Man, so. we need to we need to link up. I don't know what kind of stuff you do, but uh, do you ever go to the Roseville? Uh, the Roseville. I, I heard from you. To be honest, I have not been there yet. Dude, you are missing out. You're you're missing out on so much stuff, bro. Like I, if I could go there every weekend, I would. Uh, I really would. You can pick up so much good stuff there. Like you literally tell them what you're looking for, and you come back a couple weeks later. I don't even know how they got it, and probably robbed somebody. But I don't even care. As long as it wasn't me. <laughs> That's true. I'm just walking out of here with it. But no, 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 definitely. To be honest, I kind of. Because of this crazy whole COVID thing, um, we've, like I said, we've only had, been here since 2018. So I kind of haven't really gone out much this year at all. Most of my sourcing, I've tried the, I don't do much OA, at least before this year, I didn't. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of OA, a lot of OA. And then I've gone to parts of Sacramento, uh, like, you know, some thrift stores, some Goodwills, Eco Thrift. You probably heard of them. I just went there today and made a video that I'm gonna put out. I'm just telling you, I hate thrifting. I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I right. hate thrifting. I hate being around all those people in the thrift store because they're too damn aggressive. I just don't like dealing with it. So I'm gonna put a video out probably tomorrow on how frustrated I was in Eco Thrift today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's and that's one of the bigger ones, especially because oh, it's huge. Yeah, that's like a it's like a Costco. People yeah, those before, but um, it actually, you know, to be honest, in the Bay Area, that I think that place is putting up the other putting them out of business because they uh, literally, I don't know how they got they start. There must be some corporate thing behind them because they start off with like a Walmart, Costco looking size building. So yeah, so, no, I, you know, people don't really they'll see. I don't know if they'll be able to tell on the video how big this eco thrift is, but. You're right. It's literally like a Costco. Yeah. Like people who love clothes will love this freaking eco thread. Oh my God. I mean, and I can only speak for like, you know, Northern California, Cal you know, I guess from the Bay Area up. But if you're in, where are they? Like all over, like Vallejo. Uh, I think they have one, the Hayward. Um, they got two in, up here in Sac. So yeah, well, I feel like I'm advertising for them now. I should stop. But anyways, <laughs> hey, it's a look. It's a great. I picked up this real nice piece. Like I said, I'll show it on the video. Uh, but you know, I go in and I know what I'm going to look at, and then I leave. Yeah. But normally, I go when like later in the day when not too many people are there. I went today just to make a video, and uh, <laughs> I totally regret it. 
because it put me in a foul, it put me in a foul mood. It did. I had to go eat some wings to put me back in a good mood. Free advertisement, Fire Wings. If y'all haven't went there, oh, y'all gotta get some Fire Wings. <laughs> I think I'll go there. So at least I know wherever you get food from, wherever you go, I can I can always go to the same places at least. So that's good. Yes. <laughs> but no, I mean I know because I know you don't like thrifting. So let's talk about what you do, where you do like to source, and how you source. Oh my God, dude, my my thing. If they ever stop doing estate sales, I don't know what I would do. Like I love estate sales. I love them. It's it's, a, it's like a one stop shop. You don't know what you're gonna get. Uh, although there's people yeah. coming in and out, they're all there for the same reason. And it, it really not too much rudeness goes on in a state sale because it's a controlled environment. Um, and with yeah. the COVID thing right now, they're only allowing so many people in these estate sales. So you go in a little bit at a time, but you just don't know what you're going to find at estate sales. You really don't. And that's the fun of it to me. Uh, I don't I like garage sales, too, but not as much as estate sales. Like I love estate sales. Uh, I'm with you there because with estate sales, it's kind of like a garage sale with rules. Mm -hmm. And in a way, the line is a good thing. I mean, not that I like to wait in lines, but it kind of because I've been I've been in lines where you get there early and it's like a big big house or whatever, and they have like a line out the door, people there half an hour early, whatever. And then you know, once it starts, that line disappears. But if you don't know, you're gonna walk away as soon as you see that line. So, right. so what types of things like recently? What have you picked up from like say sales recently? Uh, recently, I think I, a couple of A-track players, nice. um, some old vintage Tonka trucks, Tonka toys. Uh, man, I went to one estate sale. I think it was last week. They had so many vinyl records and, and I I really wish I knew about vinyl enough to care about like buying it. You know, I know there was money in these vinyls, but I, I just didn't really know how to go about looking them up. And I know grading a vinyl is just as important as what you buy. And I just don't want to be that one to post some vinyl on, on, on eBay and then get banned because I'm, <laughs> I'm putting the wrong stuff on there. What's up, Regina, my sis? Thank you for jumping on here. I'm here. I can see you. So, I, I, yeah, I'm hanging on by a thread here, but I'm still here. My man, my man on that on that uh, <laughs> on that Walmart wireless over there, yeah, man. I yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I, if you guys remember back in the day when they had that, eh, eh, that's, that's yeah, cool. you got that AOL 2.0. You just like one up oh, from the original. One. I'm on one five or something, man. This is terrible today. So I apologize. I, I missed that whole thing, though. So you might say what you got for the estate sales again, or you can cut it real short. Uh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I picked up a couple of A-track players. Some, uh, talking about the vinyl. There was one, the estate sale I went to, it had tons of vinyl, old school uh, vinyl records. Yeah. And I just don't know enough about them to feel comfortable to, to buy them. And vinyl is just not something you can just look up. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the old yeah. vinyl don't have barcodes on the back. And you, yep. you literally have to know know your stuff. And I don't. You know, I want. I really wish I did, but I, I don't. And so I don't dive into it. I know Galaxy, he knows a little bit. He said he does a little bit of vinyl. So you might want to ask him. Oh, let me just see. Uh, vinyl, vinyl is tough. Watch my behavior <laughs> from last week. I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he knows a little bit more than me. He, 
But yeah, I picked, I'm with you right there. I've picked up so much vinyl over the years and I've either not listed it because it ended up being like in bad condition. Like, have you tried um, grading vinyl? Man, I, I gave, that's what made me stop. Yeah. And then shipping it, that's another story. And then, uh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've sold CDs, like mainly when I was on Amazon FBA, but um, CDs are much easier. Yeah, um, CDs are easy. Because vinyl, the problem is, isn't necessarily what you're looking for, but like you said, the condition, the, the I don't know, there's a million different factors. So with vinyl, I, I've kind of, yeah, see, somebody said use discogs with vinyl. I don't even know what that is. I'm not even going to lie. Discog I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it. It's supposedly, it's basically like the Bible for vinyl records. Okay. Um, uh, website. And then you can like, I guess they have all the different pricing and everything like that. So people that are really into records, they use Discogs. See, that's why you even talking about it. Just give me anxiety. I don't even want to deal with it. <laughs> I, I have, I've never used it, so I'm, I'm talking like I know something when I don't. So um, I, I, I just heard that I've heard it from him, uh, Thrift Shop Hustlers channel, actually. So, but uh, yeah, no, I just got into golf clubs, man. I've been I've been buying a lot of golf clubs because of uh, because of Carolina Carolina Hustler. Okay. Yeah, man. Like I, I bought uh, some golf clubs a couple months back, and those things sold so fast. I know right now it's a little slower because we're going into the winter, but golf—they yeah. play golf all year long. So I uh, wish I, I wish I knew more about golf because I see a thousand golf clubs all over the place. I know you don't like thrift stores, but they're you know they're piling up all over the place. Golf yeah. clubs. Like I put a I put an ad out. Um, no, not not put out. I'm going to put an ad out this weekend because I know a lot of people are selling their golf clubs because they sucked all summer and they yeah. just want to get rid of them. So I'm going to put an ad up on people want to sell their golf clubs. They it, like they're super easy to to ship and uh, they're light. They don't cost much. And if you want to offer free shipping on it, you can because you already know like it, it's only going to be a certain weight. Golf clubs are light. They're under a pound, I'm guessing, right? Or no, no. You you probably you're looking roughly probably about two and a half, three pounds. Okay. So, okay. Shows you what I'm not much. Yeah, not much. Because I've shipped tennis rackets before, and back in the day before they did the whole USPS like dimensional weight thing, you could ship those first class. But those are I want to say 14 ounces or something like that. Mm. But, so but so golf clubs, okay. Because I remember we used to, uh, when I was at the shipping store before I was on eBay, a lot of people would I'm, I'm talking about these golf bags, not even golf clubs, but it's like the whole set, yeah. these leather heavy bag things. And they say, oh, can you, I need to go to, you know, the, the other side of the country. Can you ship this for me? That type of thing. So I've done that several times, never for myself, like, <laughs> but I need to get into that. And just to segue a little, uh, Thrift Shop Hustler said, Discogs is pretty much an online price guide. Every record has a code etched into the vinyl. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Use that as the code to look it up. So like a Nike, everything has a code, I guess. So every record has one. That's what he said, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even know that. Maybe it's kind of, he said it's etched in, so I guess it's kind of into the back of the record, the side of the record. I should go look. I have, I picked up, my friend was moving and he picked, he gave me his old record player and it was like, I don't know if you back in the day and my parents had one of those uh, stand up glass cabinets. Yeah. Your player, cassette player, all the different things. So he gave me that entire thing. So he, I have a working record player. So that's when I thought, you know what, I'm going to go pick up some records. And then I ran into a brick wall. 
So I sold out all those records. I think I picked up, I, I, that's another thing. When I went to, I know you hate thrift stores, but when I went to a thrift store, I couldn't find anything that wasn't like, not classical, but like polka music and like, <laughs> like not even jazz. It's just instrumental, but like, yeah, it wasn't even anyone I'd heard of at all. Like yeah. And the people from the seventies. I don't even know who to look for. I know you run across those records with, with the name, but people you used to, a couple pop out, but like, it, once again, you get when you buy yeah. something, you don't really have to like it uh, to to sell it, but yeah. you have to have some form of oh, interest yeah. in it. And I have zero interest, yeah. zero in vinyl, so that's why. I mean, if least <laughs> people I've heard of, if it was like you know, like obviously I've heard metal, any hip hop, anything like that, I've heard that yeah. well because I've sold a lot of cassette tapes. Yes. But, you know, like uh, I've even sold mixtapes that weren't even labeled properly. <laughs> but with vinyl, I mean, I never find people talk about, oh, I found this. I, mean, I never found anything that wasn't literally garbage. I mean, may, I'm sure everyone out there has seen, you know, uh, the only thing I found, I found one thing that kind of looked cool recently. It was at a thrift store. It was a set of, call them 78s. That's what Ryan uh, yeah. said. And it was people I had heard of. It was all like Sun, I think Sun Studios. And it was a it was a binder. It wasn't even like uh, individual. So they're all real small. So I'd heard of those. So that I picked up. I still haven't listed it yet because I'm still not sure of the condition. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's the only thing I've picked up recently. Um, yeah. With uh, I've heard people selling 45s and like the regular ones. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 my eyes glaze over anytime I start talking about size of these records and and, and I'm with you on the on the cassette tapes. Uh, cassette yeah. tapes do sell if you group them together by by the genre that they're in like you can sell them i've sold plenty of cassette tapes in lots yeah yeah no i have too and to be honest i've sold really bad cassette tapes i'm talking <laughs> about people you've never heard of yeah and, and not even like they're like covers of people you've never heard of but like um who was it it was like a hall oh yeah hallmark series of classical covers of 90 easy listening so that's how bad it was it was a cover of a cover of a cover mm -hmm. that's old. and it was used too it wasn't new but i had a set of four of them so that's that's what sold and it's kind of stuff i guess they play at a hallmark store but uh it's yeah I got, I got some cassette tapes on the auction right now that already has a bid on it and i don't even know what the hell they are honestly and they're they're hand written in uh okay. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I just put them up for sale. If it's some, I mean, there's a following for everything. I mean, I'm sure that I'm, I'm missing the boat with records, but with cassettes and with CDs even, I've been able to. I, actually, one thing I picked up the other day, I, I made a mistake. I thought it was, um, I thought it was a record, but it was a war, like the movie, The Warriors. Oh yeah, I love that. Laser disc. Oh, what? I got home that I'm like, wait, that doesn't look like a record. But it was a laser disc. What? So I guess it was probably from the nineties, I'm guessing, because I doubt they had laser discs back in the seventies. But it sold. <laughs> it was in bad condition. The cover was all ripped and bent. But I just like the cover to be honest. I was gonna keep it just for the cover. But uh, I love the Warriors. For those of y'all in the chat, man, if y'all y'all haven't seen the movie uh, The Warriors, y'all missing out. Y'all, y'all yeah. childhood was probably not that great if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh Hi, oh, you go, yeah. Topher, man. My juice, my juice is almost out. You're right. 
And actually, for anyone, because I know that the chat's been going like crazy and I've been missing a lot. If you guys want to drop your links from your channels, um, if you could put your title in, and if you could drop the link, because I know uh, YouTube changed the way they do it now, so you can't always click on somebody's name and get to their channel. I don't know. Do you know why they stopped doing that? I think they did it because of this right here, to be honest. They're kind of, you. I have my, yeah, that's another whole story. YouTube, the way they treat people that don't have, I don't know, a million subscribers is terrible because yeah. they, long story short, this is what pays their bills. I mean, so if we're, if we're not here, I don't know why they'd be on YouTube. So, but anyone, if anyone wants to drop their links, please do, but please put down, like, if you're, uh, you know, whatever you want to write on top so people know who you are. Like if hey, Nicole. Thank you for coming in here. Yeah. Nick Pick Thrift. Let's see who else is there. Kelly Reseller, Thrift Shop Hustler. I think we've got some of these names. Yeah. So you can, oh, yeah, they said you can click three dots. Oh, you can't click the three dots anymore. Because that's yeah. what I thought. No, no, that, yeah. I, I really wish you could. Like, I, even, I mean, uh, YouTube need to get that back. Because all it does, it draws up more views for them. You know, they when you can click directly on somebody's name and subscribe to them. I, I what I've heard is that YouTube is they don't really make money each year. They like get close to it, but they don't break even. So they're doing anything they can to make money. But I think what they've done is they missed the point about why YouTube became big anyway. It's because people like us coming on here and doing this for free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, so anyway, so so you can you can't de demonetize me because I'm not monetized. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I say it all the time. I'm not monetized. It's whatever. So okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So other than like, so with media, are you big? Let's get into what you really love to sell then, because I yeah. didn't like to sell. What do you? What what's your your main thing to sell? Uh, toys. Toys, okay. The yeah. new or old, or like sealed or vintage, or uh, I'm a huge vintage toy, uh, new old stock type toy. I just like toys in general, and then I also like uh, models, like model cars, model planes, model trains, model boats, all kind of different models. So with the models, I'm going because I'm going to ask about toys because I love to sell toys too. But let me ask about models because it's something I'm very little about. I used to sell a lot on Amazon FBA before they kind of shut that down. Okay, you're not going to be able to today, YouTube. They heard me, man. I've been bad-mouthing them. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say is, like, where do you, like, because I know with Toys R Us going under, I, I'm, I'm assuming that, did that play into your sourcing? Did you source from Toys R Us before that? Okay. Nah, nah. My, uh, all my sourcing came from, honestly, like, Facebook Marketplace, Let Go. What I, I do and uh, I, I suggest you guys do it too, is you go on whatever category you, you want and you type that in, in the in the thing and it'll take you to that particular category. Yeah. And so I go to the oldest postings, the ones that are still posted, but I go to the oldest ones and then I start messaging people. I see where you are. It's still available, it's still available. And then if they have multiple listings, that's just telling me they have a lot of inventory that they have not posted yet. So okay. That's where I got a huge bulk of, of my toys. It's just buying out whole lots of, of toys from people. That's see, that's actually an interesting thing because when we moved here, our this is completely off base, but our realtor said that she does that when looking up old listings that have been listing for like a long time. She do the same exact thing because I get obviously it's sitting right, so you got a better chance of getting a better deal. 
So that's that's pretty cool that you do that. So with model, I mean, are you talking because you said vintage? Are there vintage models too, or is it all newer models? Like, or, nah, okay. nah. The, the money is in the the vintage ones. Uh, the newer ones don't really go for much, and they're kind of they're kind of flooded. The problem okay. is is you can't you can't find these vintage ones, and and they don't they don't even have to have the instructions like i bought a whole i bought like 200 models from this guy it had it has zero instructions in them but are these, these are sealed or these are used or no these are oh these are open but they're still sealed all the pieces are still okay. connected to the plastic he just did something weird he just took all the damn instructions out i don't understand why but it didn't even matter like i still sell them just as is you just put that it's missing instructions you can normally Google it or write the company and they they'll be able to be able to get it over to you. But like they're becoming more hard, hard to find. Um, okay. you, you just, especially in the conditions that I pick them up in, like, I don't want any that are broken off the plastic. Like yeah. they start to be connected and I'm very particular uh, when it comes to that. So yeah, I just, I just love it. The, the, the hunt is the, the fun part for me. And then when you, <laughs> and then when you're in front of that person and you know you're getting a good deal and you're trying to hold it together to make yeah. it seem like you don't care, like yeah. I guess I give you a hundred bucks for it. But in your head, <laughs> you already calculated you're about to get two G's from whatever you're paying from. It's just that poker face. You get your car faster for that. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with so with models, is it? I mean, I always they always have. Is it always by the model number then, or do you ever see it where they don't have model numbers? Like if you're if you were to yeah. list it. Mm -hmm. Like do you sometimes list it, you know, just, you know, red Ferrari or whatever it might be, or just, uh, there's always a brand. Okay. Yeah. There's always a brand uh, where there's offering on brand uh, model model number really doesn't matter. It's just the, the brand. Okay. Okay. And then but when you say vintage, cause that's a number that, I mean, that's a word that kind of gets thrown around a lot of time. Yeah. It's not really vintage. Mm -hmm. so talking about like, I guess, what's it? The Etsy rule 20 years. That's uh, vintage. Yeah, mine. Years or, you know. mm -hmm. Mine is I say twenty. Yeah, you know, twenty right. years is, is vintage for me. And a lot of a lot of the models I pick up are from the uh, early seventies, late eighties, somewhere in that in that area. I think to be honest with toys, that's kind of what because it's still in your mind. Like you can still remember those those toys. Mm -hmm. So what types of models are we talking about here? Are we talking about cars? Are we talking about like you know Japanese figures? Or what what are we talking about? Uh, I'm talking about cars, planes, uh, boats, okay. uh, figures as well. Like I have some some King Kong, uh, some Star Trek spaceship figures. Uh, you know, just any type of model that you have to take the time to glue. Not the kind, not the snap. I do have some of those that you just snap together. Those are good for kids. But these are you know level two to level three uh, kind of expert level models that you got to put together glue paint uh put the decals on all yeah. those intricate details and it's a neat it's a little niche market for that because number one kids have add they ain't sitting down doing this uh no. these, these are older people that are buying these models yeah yeah, yeah. okay and then is it because i mean and these are all model kits you're not doing any of the like uh what do you call that what's that store world world of warcraft type stuff they're not model kits they're more like figurines that people paint that type of thing or, um, I do sell those too if I can get them because I, I know that they're popular. Then I sell those too. But I'm I'm more I'm more of just model box kits that you put together. Okay. okay. 
The World of Warcraft, that's interesting because my brother was big into that before it went online. I'm talking about 1985, 1986. Oh, man. Yeah. And we went to, this is when I was in London. We used to go to, there's this little tiny store and it sell board games. It wasn't even figurines back then, but they still had like the World of Warcraft game, like board games. So we'd stand in line literally to buy these games. Mm -hmm. like 86, 86. Those are the only things I won't sell. But this is before like models you're talking about here. I never really got into that or like the online thing. Yeah. Well, what do you sell uh, primarily? I prim Okay. Here's the thing. I primarily still sell used clothing. Okay. I, and I've said for basically since the pandemic started, I'm moving out because I like to sell vintage toys. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. But I don't have much of an inventory of that. I'm moving towards that. So basically what I was, I was a basically an RA guy in Amazon. I moved from that to used clothing, which the problem with me is that I developed a few different people that would keep calling me and say, you know, I've got this, I've got and literally boxes and boxes on a stale, one estate sale guy and then somebody else. And it's mainly clothing. So I keep getting calls of this stuff and I keep saying, you know, I'm not going to take anymore, but it's literally dirt cheap now. So if anyone is having issues sourcing, I'm not sure where they're looking because it's everywhere now. No, dude, like I, I if anyone ever says that they have a problem sourcing, they're not even trying because there's, yeah. there's so much stuff. And, you know, Goodwills, I don't are the Goodwills even taking donations anymore right now? They block them half the time. Like the Goodwill by my house, um, they have it. It's like two to five only or like 12 to five only. Monday through Friday. If you come a second late, you, they're not get, There's a line of cars. Like it's drive through. Um, and they, like, at first they would take anything. And then afterwards, they're like stopping, looking in the bags, like, no, we don't want this. We don't want this. We don't want this. Oh, they're cherry picking it? They're cherry picking it. Oh, wow. And they just, because they just don't have the room. Right. Um, they're getting so much stuff because people, you know, not everyone's a reseller. Most people, when they donate, they literally, that means the garbage. <laughs> or maybe they'll go to Goodwill. Who knows? Yeah. Most people don't go to Goodwill to donate. Most people leave it on, you know, the, you see those piles in front of people's houses. That's what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, mainly for me, it's clothing. But I, I try and make it interesting, at least. I try and, like, do vintage clothing if possible. But with that, it's, yeah, I'm trying to move out of that. Actually, I'm trying to move into what you're already doing, vintage toys. Um, I do, to be this year, I've gotten into a lot of, older i'd say 80s i shouldn't say older 80s action figures a lot of gi joe yeah. a lot of like masters of the universe uh star wars a lot of that kind of stuff and i found a couple of people it's, it's funny i just posted a thing on instagram about um this guy i found out these people have somehow found out my ebay site are people that repaint figures because oh. a lot of the figures that i have are not you know they're not mint they're in bad shape yeah but i always try and you know picture every flaw and i had a, a email that i posted from yesterday and the guy i'd sent him a figure it wasn't it was like a 20 dollars figure it wasn't much it was an old pan solo figure mm -hmm. I like i have a bunch of these i have like six of them so i took the pictures i took are of the worst one and i always put all the flaws in and everything this right. one was the same exact thing same no no difference at all it was a little better condition though so the guy emails me back and he says that um yeah sorry this isn't the one pictured I repaint and I, you know, I redo the figures. So I want the one in the picture. So 
uh, I don't know. That's the first time ever that I've had somebody say that it's in too good a condition, uh, ever. So I mean, so he wanted he wanted the beat up one so he can paint. He wanted the beat up one that I'd already sold. <laughs> so I I feel I've never had that before. I'm like, yeah, I, I, like there's a bend here, there's a cut here, there's a break there, something. But I've never had it where they say, you know what? Uh, yeah, send me the messed up one. I don't want yeah. this nice one. And he even says it in there. He says, you know, I'm sorry, this is in better condition. <laughs> like, how do I argue that? I'm like, yes. I'm like, uh, do you want a refund? What? I don't I don't know how to answer this. You're throwing me off. That's what I think I responded with, like, uh, LOL, okay, let me know what you want to do. And he, he's next thing was a return request. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I looked him up, too. He buys. Yeah, he buys and buys and buys and buys. So he's no like fly by night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, so vintage toys. So what are you, what's your vintage toy? If you could, what's your holy grail? That's the one I always like to ask. My holy grail would be, you know, what I really want, I want the whole, I want wrestling, like the old WWF, uh, the okay. rubber ones, the rubber ones. Uh, okay. With the arms, all their arms are like this. Those. I have those. Yeah, do you? I, they're beaten up, but I, I I picked up a lot of those. I want to say two months ago. Um, they're actually on eBay. There was a guy and he he missed. That's there's a whole thing with people um, typing in the wrong descriptions on eBay. That's what I've been doing for the last couple months. Um, so are they are they like? I'm, I'm blanking on the brand here, but I know there's there's a couple different kinds. There's one with like a hole in the back. Yeah, no, not that one. I want the full. I'm, I want the one that they would never sell to kids nowadays because they would cause harm. Like yeah. those, those are <laughs> those are the ones I want. The full hard rubber. Yes. Uh, that they probably weigh about two pounds each yeah. of just solid rubber. The like I want the whole set of those. Those are my. Okay. Those are my, that's my go-to. And I probably wouldn't sell those. It's just sentimental reasons behind that. But that that's like my thing. Um, I have a lot of uh, early 90 uh, Bandai type uh, toys, a lot of Bandai um, of just some of the most random shows, man, like Wildcats and, and, uh, I saw one wildcat ever. Did you? <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but I remember that big wildcat logo. It was technically in package, but I wouldn't call it that. It was beaten up. Yeah, but I know what you're talking. Bandai, because when you say Bandai, I think of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. But says uh, I've sold a couple of those, and then yeah, no. With let me look up. You know, I'll see what I have. You know, if you want, you can have whatever I have in terms of those. Um, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Like, there's a Canadian um, version of those WWE figures. That, they weren't mm-hmm. even WWE then. They were yeah, WWF yeah, back then. Yeah. That's those, are real. <laughs> those are the real yeah. ones. Like Sting and who else? Like the. Yeah. Paul, the, Paul Under, uh, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, Hulk Hogan, of course, Andre the Giant, George Animal Steel, all of them. Like, and all, those are the ones that I, that I want. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Because I know supposedly I think there's a a set that they did that were only released in Canada. Those are supposed to be worth some money. Mm. Uh, somebody probably know better than me because my my wrestling uh, 
even though I was kind of into wrestling, but not into the figures. I never really had many toys as a kid. So I had, I still have, actually, I still have my original He-Man and Skeletor from when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't have my many toys. Well, that's the that's one thing my mom, you know, once again, it just goes back. I guess my love for toys gave, went back to then because my mom, she worked a lot. And so it was always me and my older brother at home all the time. But she always made sure we had toys. She always made sure we had, you know, food in our mouths, clothes on our back and a roof over our head and uh, just toys. We used to play with toys all the freaking time. You can't even get a kid to play with toys nowadays. Uh, but like we they have no imagination. Like no. <laughs> We used to be playing with toys all the time, man. And I just I just think if more kids play with toys, uh, their their imagination would be so much better. Their creativity yeah. would be so much better. Uh, and they they'll feel a little bit better about themselves than yeah. they do now because uh, it, there's if it's if it's just you and a he man it's just you and a he man you know what I'm saying it's not you and and the homies online talking reckless uh, yeah. about each other now everything's online now oh yeah I mean I just think of I I tried to get well I shouldn't say this when I took my son to uh, the Sacramento it was like a toy convention yeah. this is like I want to say five six years ago. So he was like three or four years old then. And then he loved it. Like he didn't know what he was doing. He was just looking around and they had a little raffle and then he won the raffle. It was some, won some cheap little toy. But that was funny because I have that on video and he was only like three or four. I was fast forward, like by the time he was eight, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Like what is this? And he has way more toys than I ever had when I was growing up. And yeah. they're like, garbage they're like you know no i don't want that i want, you know, I, I want to go play minecraft yeah roblox they don't they don't want to play with it i bought my son i'll tell you how crazy they are i got my kids are lazy as hell too so my, they don't want the regular scooter that you push with your feet they want the electric scooter oh and yeah. that, you know so what's the point like you're supposed to go outside and get exercise you no. <laughs> you're riding this electric scooter back and forth like it it, it just of course you get it for them, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm just shaking my head. Like you, what are you getting out of this? What what, I, <laughs> what are you getting out of it? My daughter, thankfully, she, she she just turned eight. So she still likes like Barbies and stuff. So I, it's weird. I just pulled this out yesterday. I, I got her this and she still, this is like a. Oh yeah, the Barbie Corvette. Yeah, I think it comes with a box too. So this, this was an Amazon return. For some reason, I had it in the Amazon warehouses for like three years. Nice. So she at least appreciates this stuff still. But like I said, she just turned eight. So I would not be surprised if <laughs> not too much. Next month, she's like, yeah, you know, that's in her garbage can or something. But yeah, my daughter's seven. Uh, my daughter's seven. And uh, she, she does. She has a pink one like that. And she... She still plays with her Barbies every now and then. Matter of fact, there was a, I should show you a picture. Uh, I don't know if I still have it on my phone. Scared the hell out of me. She had this doll, this Barbie doll on the bed. Uh-huh. The hair, she was combing her hair and the hair is everywhere. And when you walk past the room, it looked like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Ring. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh. it looked like a little thing from The Ring on her bed. Scared the hell out of me. I was like, what the, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> but you know, she still plays with toys a little bit here and there, but she wow. she's gradually going over to that phone. And which is the year that unfortunately you're gonna see a change because I'm already seeing my daughter because 
I've noticed it. I know we're getting off base here. With the cartoons, that's another thing I miss, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. The ones they watch now, like, what was she watching? Oh, she watches, my daughter watches, like, uh, She-Ra and stuff that was around in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But it's different. Like, My Little Pony, too. Yeah, they um, all updated. Not the same thing that I remember back in the day. No, nah, they all naked. All these all these cartoons, they don't even wear clothes no more. I don't know where they yeah. are. It's not like they design it for a you know a 35-year-old interest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe make the cover for an eight-year-old or a six-year-old or whatever, but no. I mean, uh, I've I mean, I remember I used to take my daughter with me when we go to like Walmart and we do like RA shopping. So she'd be good at picking stuff. Yeah. My son was like, you know, he was off in his own world, but um, she would, she's still to this day, she'll pick out stuff that's good and stuff that's not, but everything she picks out, literally like the head is giant, the eyes are giant. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's made, it says made for three and up, but it looks like, yeah. That's another whole thing. They're dressed like, you know, they're going to the club or something. I mean, they dress like they work over here off of Stockton Boulevard here in Stockton. Exactly. <laughs> uh, bye, bye, Nick Pick Thrift. See you later. Thank you. So, okay. So, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess um, vintage toys, yeah, that's what I really, really want to get into more of. But like you said, it's tough to get good ones, especially sealed ones. It is. And everyone knows the value of them now. So, yeah, it's really hard to find the, you know, at a reasonable, reasonable price. Luckily, I have I have a couple of people that have their own personal collections. And I'm, I've been slowly but surely buying a piece by piece from them until I can get them to the point to where I'm like, all right, just how much for all of it? There you that's, go. That's, that's, there you what go. I, that's what I've been working on. And hopefully... Uh, you know, everyone always asks, right? The the main question is, you know, what happens when you run out of, you know, X, Y, Z? Yeah. You, you find something else. I mean, it, it's 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 just that simple. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, they act like you know, what they don't get in, in our mindset is we're selling stuff that we know that would sell for a profit. Not yeah. just, you know, model planes, not just vintage toys. No, there's... And you see my, I post on the video some of the random stuff that I buy on BidRL. And if you're not on BidRL, make sure you you get up on that, man. Like you. That's how I found out about it, your, your video. Yeah, yeah. Don't miss out on that stuff. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, and they have tons of locations around here. They got uh, two here in Sac, one in Elk Grove. These are the close ones. One in Stockton, one in Galt, uh, Modesto. Like it goes all the way up the line. Okay. So check yeah check them out it's all online. Uh, I need to actually that's what I've been slacking on getting out of the house and sourcing. I, <laughs> I never did OA before this year that much maybe a little bit, but now I've gotten way too comfortable just doing it in my pajamas. So I know I need to get out. Check all your videos. You're getting out there talking to people, and it's now. It's not like 2019 or something like that. <laughs> no, on uh, Wednesday I've said it Wednesday and Thursday. You won't see me posting too many items. I may post one or two items on my on eBay, but those are my two days where I'm out and about, where I go out and pick up my all my stuff, or I'll go meet up with people. I do a lot of Facebook uh, marketplace deals on on these two particular days, and then the rest of the week I'm I'm grinding. I'm back in except Saturday. Saturday, like this Saturday, I'm going to the to the flea market. 
uh, going up right. to, you know, to the flea market. So Saturday, early Saturday mornings, I'm normally out. And then afternoon, you know, spending time with the family, then I'll get some listing done at night. There you go. I mean, you, I know you talk about consistency and just getting the work done. So I've seen that in all your videos too. Just, you know, put the work in and then you can't complain. Yeah. Do that. Because, oh, one question before, because I know I already asked you this. Lone Star Picker was asking what your holy grail was. You already told me that. He said, oh, me too. My holy grail for toys? Um, let me see here. Oh, okay. This one I'll never find. Eternia. Masters of the Universe, they made a giant, um, I guess, play set or whatever. It's huge. It's like five foot by four foot. If I can get a sealed one of those, which is probably unheard of. Oh, man. That one or the second one would be G.I. Joe did something similar. I think I'm blanking on it. Like the USS flag, I think they called it. It's like seven feet long. I saw it on a uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what's that show? The comic book show where um, I forget. I'm blanking on the name of it. But anyways, they had it in his store and he put it on the counter seven feet long. Made. So it'll be one of those. What's the price on that? I don't even know. I know the attorney goes for at least if it was sealed, a couple grand, five grand, maybe. Um, supposedly, I heard one person say he found one at a garage sale. I highly doubt that. Uh, I just land out there. Uh oh, just made another sale. Okay. There you go. Man. eBay's listening. Yeah, they are. They better listen. Shoot. <laughs> you know what I'm always nervous about? I don't know if you're nervous or anybody in the chat nervous about it too. Is it's just, you know, I've got Vero, never got suspended, uh, but I'm just, I'm just always nervous uh, on posting stuff. It makes me very nervous because you just don't know, man. Like you, we just buying stuff to sell and eBay does not care. No, they do you not. Everybody's mind. eBay does not care about your piddly little listing that they took down and suspended you for three days. They could care less. They don't, they don't care. They don't. They do not. Actually, I've, yeah, I've had a lot of experience dealing with eBay. And my, actually, I got kicked off eBay a couple of times for no reason. Usually it's three day suspensions, that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't say kicked off one time because I have like four accounts, which is from what I understand totally fine. One of them, um, I use my old, my shipping store address. Yeah. Now, my old shipping store, we used to do mailboxes. So I found out, and this took me six months to find out, uh, because I got a message from one of my friends that sells on eBay that he had been kicked off eBay a couple of times before. And then I, I just started thinking, like, wait a second, didn't you have a mailbox at my place like 15 years ago or something like that? And he said, yeah, yeah, that's actually how I met him. So then when I was going back, if you ever have to deal with eBay, they don't like to say anything. If they email you back, it'll be a generic response. If you get them on the phone, they'll be like, that's not this department. You can only email them, that kind of crap. Yeah. So I went back and forth, so I feel like 100 times. And I actually told them, you, you're, per, you're going after the wrong guy here. I think you're going after, and I gave him the person's name. I gave him the address. Because it was a, it was a, I was, that was an account that they shut down that was a buying account. I only bought. And I didn't have any, I never missed a payment, nothing like that. So it wasn't something that was sold. And what they told me was, you have listed something that has been blocked, but they won't tell you. That's it. That's all they tell you. That's wild. And they shut down all your accounts. Just so you know, if you're connected, they'll knock, they'll knock them all off. 
So I was able to get my other three back within a couple of weeks, but that last one took me six months. And eventually out of nowhere, I got an email saying your account has been reinstated and that's it. That's all they said. Yeah, they, they don't care, man. And it's, it's so sad. It is so sad because it, there's, I'd say 95% of probably even more just out there trying to make a honest living on, on eBay. And they, they just, they hit you so hard because of these little minor virals and, and all it is is just these companies jumping on like uh TurboTax. I got hit. I sold, I can't even tell you how many TurboTax I've sold on, uh, on eBay. And randomly I have five different versions of TurboTax on there, all different ones. I get a Vero, uh, and I message, I hunt down the message and uh, for TurboTax, obviously they didn't reply back, but I'm just like, well, can you explain this to me? I said, because I've been selling TurboTax on here for a couple of years now. And yeah. I have probably over you know, thousands of dollars worth of sales on TurboTax. And now all of a sudden, one of my TurboTax listings is viral because some stupid reason. I just need to understand why. Like, explain it. You're not going to get that why, no. too. I haven't got a response. I haven't gotten anything from them. So I'm, I just don't understand it. Like, out of nowhere, one, just one yeah. listing. And just one. I, I kind of. Bugs me to no end is I guarantee you there's a million other listings for TurboTax right now that are up right now. Yes, they're not going after them. And I know for I know for a fact that the only, you can show them those other listings. And unfortunately, the only thing that's going to happen is maybe they'll go after that person too. They're not going to help you out. Yeah, no. I mean, it's yeah, it's just one of those things. So I've. Just noticed that we're crept over the hour mark, so I just wanted to kind of be respectful of your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you good with that? Because I know people always say that. So, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So, just in case, though, let people know about your channel again, because uh, I know I always forget that. Um, you know, just give them the link again, and then um, let me see. I should put it. I should put the. I'm gonna put the link in the chat. Hold on. No, but whoever, I think everybody here knows, or we already follow each other. If there's somebody in the back creeping, my name is, <laughs> my name is Derek. Fundamental Decide Hustle uh, on YouTube and Instagram. There we go. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how many videos I drop a week because I don't know. You know, some weeks I may not drop any. I'll just do the live. Uh, but we always have a live on Wednesday unless it's some type of holiday uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time called Wednesday Hump Day Hangout. Uh, it's simply just like this. It's just us having conversations with other hustlers that jump on there and talk about talk about what they do uh, to support themselves, what they do to either make side money, whatever it may be. Uh, yep. We invite them on just to talk about it. It doesn't have to be reseller related. It could be anything. And uh, I think that's what that's the direction we're going with our channel is we're just going to be talking to everybody, regardless on what what platform it is. Uh, they may not even have an eBay. They may, you know, they may do something else. Um, so we're, we're just, we're just getting people on to tell their story, how they got started, how they make money. And if anybody else can be motivated by it, um, then that's, that's our main goal. And we have fun with it. It's just free flowing, nothing scripted. You don't know what's going to come out of anybody's mouth at any given time, especially Regina's because Regina's off the hook. 
Oh, <laughs> shit. I know she's still up in here. Regina ain't got no sense. So that's, that's, <laughs> you just don't know. And it's a good time, man. That's no, all. Yeah. No, I was there yesterday. So I know it's a good time. I, I wouldn't stick around if it wasn't. So, um, oh, one thing. Oh, Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips. Oh, I was talking about the Veros. They can do it to anyone that reports a listing. So it could be a competitive seller or someone who knows. That's just so trash. It's so trash. Lazy, lazy, lazy. And that's horrible. Exactly, you man. Business apart because of one Vero. I yeah. Heard it shut down, like completely shut down. Um, I know I was shut down completely for a little bit. So it's, that's no good. So let me see. And I don't want to be that, you know, my whole thing, I don't want to be that one to clap back and, and start reporting other other people's thing. I, I don't want to be that guy. I, exactly. I just, and it sucks. It really does suck. And it's a funny thing about what you were just talking about too with with your channel and how you don't necessarily always talk about reselling specifically. I think that's good in a sense because um, there's so many other things that we as resellers do that aren't reselling related. And then also another thing is that I've met so many people that are resellers that don't have any kind of YouTube or anything. And they're like crazy good. I'm talking about oh, yeah. You know, millions of dollars a year and they have no interest in this whatsoever like you do what you spend your time doing no why why would i do that yeah i, mean, I got a couple i got a couple of people I, I grew up with kind of went through high school with that i've kept track track uh on their progress and whatever they're doing yeah. so i actually have them scheduled out to come on the show one that uh, works in real estate and the other one is a She's a personal fitness person. Like she makes bank. She lives in Florida. She makes bank off of, and she just came out with her own fitness line. Like I just seeing her progress. Like it's crazy. She's in a professional Olympiads. Like she does all this fitness stuff. And I think, I think that's going to be a great interview. Cause I know a lot of people are into fitness yeah. and, um, and interested like Regina, even Regina, Regina used to be into like heavy into fitness and, I think she's going to enjoy uh, having this person on if she agrees to come on. I think she will, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Nice. Nice. I mean, it just makes you more well-rounded. And I don't know about you because I know you were talking about this yesterday. What do you watch? that's not kind of uh, reselling related. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I, back in the day, like you said earlier, you used to, I used to have a list of a thousand resellers. That list has got very small now. Mm -hmm. And it's just because sometimes you hear the same thing. I'm sure if I was listening to myself, I'd say that, like, you know, turn this guy off. But I mean, um, <laughs> but it's, like, it's just, you know, there's a lot of other things, like you said, you're like, you're interviewing different types of business people. And I think that's kind of where reselling is kind of going in a sense. It's more like we're business people. We need to see ourselves like that, not necessarily just eBay sellers only. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to be well-rounded is my point to that, but. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I think I'm gonna call it right here because we're starting to lose a few people in chat. And also, I have not lost my internet in the last ten minutes. I'm Man, I know you. You, you need to wrap it up because your stuff about to shut completely down. Yeah, they're gonna like rip me off. And <laughs> so I think I just want to thank everyone that's here. Uh, I apologize for the little bumps and skips there. But this has been the Reselling Niche podcast. We do have a little tiny Facebook group if anyone's interested. Reselling Niche help group. And we talk about whatever. It's not just reselling. It's just whatever. It's a small group, only like 100 people. 
And then if you'd like to sub or subscribe and hit the like button, I would appreciate it. And please, please, please check out Derek's channel. I put the link up there. I'll put it up again. And until the next one, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good one, guys. Appreciate y'all. See y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.